Hello, listeners. Welcome to today's episode of Digital Insights Outlook. I'm Gina Danieli, Vice President of Strategic Alliances and Partnerships at Stratix, and today I'll be your host. I am joined by Lynn Kinneman, Vice President of our Mobile Operations Center, or MOC as we like to refer to it here at Stratix, as well as Tiara Simon, Team Lead of the MOC. I'm really excited to have these two ladies here today, and I think you'll learn a lot. Um, for our listeners, the MOC is Stratix Mobile Help Desk, really differentiated from a traditional help desk in that our MOC associates are focused on the total solution, not just putting in a ticket. They're focused on keeping the device and the associate up and running, and they're focused on the total solution. That means the device, the line of business applications on that device, and the environment in which that device is being used. So that's just to give you a little holistic view of what we're going to talk about today. But Lynn and Tiara certainly know much more about the mock than I do, so I'm really excited about having them today and diving into our mobile operations center. So Lynn and Tiara, Tiara, welcome to our podcast and thank you for joining us. Thanks for thank having us. So Lynn, let's just start with you. I'd love our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Um, and so could you start by just telling us a little bit about you and your background and um, your work here at Stratix? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting us today. Um, I'm from the North Georgia area. I graduated from Georgia Tech with an industrial and systems engineering degree few years ago and spent really most of my career in supply chain and logistics um, for several large Fortune 100 companies working in engineering or operations um, with a lot of systems implementation background. Um, in the past eight years or so, I've primarily been involved with IT teams, help desk support, um, and then I've been here with Stratix for about two years leading the Mobile Operations Center. That's great. Tiara, give our listeners a snippet of information and background about you too. Sure, I'm, I moved here to Georgia around five years ago from New York with my bachelor's in computer science. And I've been with Stratix for the last four years, starting off as a contracted agent and now a team lead. Very good. So Lynn, I did a dreadful job of uh, explaining what the Mobile Operations Center is in the introduction here. I, I know you can do a much better job because you live it every day. So give our listeners an idea of exactly, you know, what is the mock and, and why is it important and what do you guys do on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure, Gina. The mock began actually around 2007 when a major airline customer asked us to support their calls because they really uh, they needed real-time expert support for their time-sensitive questions because Stratix had supported them with their mobile technology initiatives like architecture, deployment, and service. They thought we would be a natural fit really to answer their users' questions um, and calls, and so we developed that expertise just to do that. We're a support center or help desk, and we specialize in mobility troubleshooting and support. Our technical support specialists are skilled specific to a customer to take calls to provide that service to the end users, whether it's pilots, flight attendants, train engineers, restaurant workers, and most recently students and parents. So we're here really to make sure that those planes continue to fly, that the flight attendants can continue to take orders, um, and that students can learn. 
Wow, that is a lot. And, and Tiara, I know from a consumer perspective, for me, there is nothing more frustrating than calling into a help desk and having the person on the other end not understanding what's going on in my world and, and the frustration and the use case that I'm trying to solve for. I, I, it's probably even more so from an enterprise perspective where they have unique environments that require require really personalized type of support and skill. How do you guys stay on top of that and ensure that the folks calling in, you know, get to someone who can speak about their environment and understand their pain? Well, within the mock, um, each agent is skilled to support specific customers. And within that customer, they each have different division or department that's unique, that utilize different device types and environments. So um, they have different expectations of how we should troubleshoot for the end users. So as we onboard new customers, we work closely with that customer to understand their environment, prepare a detailed knowledge base for their unique support, and train and skill our agents to support them. And we're constantly updating uh, our knowledge base, so we're constantly doing refresher trainings and working with our team members. Great. And, and give us an example of what in-depth depth troubleshooting might look like? So that will probably be remoting into devices and running scripts through the MDM or wow. mobile de device management system. Very good. I mean, that that's a really detailed service. Um, Lynn, you know, when we think about the mock, we look at it at Stratix as a very differentiating, differentiated experience, which it is. And, and but what are some of the the risks that that a customer can experience if they don't have a help desk in place? Sure. Well, we did have one customer, um, a retailer, that really had kind of a runaway replacement device problem in the field. Uh, their end users were sending in devices left and right, and Many times our Stratix team found that there really was very little wrong with the device when it arrived, uh, arrived back to Stratix. Um, they were not utilizing the mock services and they had huge expenses. So we were able to show them how our internal support service could save them time and money, and they ended up electing to sign on with our mock service. Um, this can be really the difference between a cashier being able to efficiently service a customer standing in front of them or even a plane taking off or not for an airline. The risks um, also to a customer of not having a robust, robust support desk specific to the mobile devices is I think frustration by their end users. Um, they've received a device um, and then suddenly something happens and they have no one to go to to support that device when they have a problem. So once again, a pilot might not be able to fly if his device is not working. A, a driver might not be able to deliver his his load if his device is not working that's helping him um, track that particular delivery. And then I guess the last thing I would say is our goal really is no downtime for the end user. So without a robust help desk, they really have no one to do the in-depth troubleshooting. When a device isn't working, um, their option is to replace it, to send it back in. So with our support team ready to do that troubleshooting, they can hopefully reduce the need for a replacement or return, um, which in the end is gonna save that customer money. You guys are obviously supporting mission critical um, applications and, uh, and use cases. Tiara, I hear stories all the time about how you guys go above and beyond 
Um, you know, the dedication that the mock employees have to our customers is just second to none. Share with our listeners um, a couple example or two of, you know, the greatest links that you know of um, our employees going to help a customer. Sure, I have a few. Um, well, the first one, uh, there was a time where the agent was on the phone with the customer and that customer got an emergency phone call from their grandchild. So they put us on hold for a very expensive amount of time. So, you know, that agent could have just hung up, but we really knew that they needed our support for to troubleshoot and help them finish their job. So that agent decided to hang on a little while longer, even though their call handle time was being extended. And they did were able to assist that user and they thanked us immensely. They were very grateful. That's um, a great that's a great one. Any and, others? Yep. One more. Um, so we had this time a user called in about an issue and after the agent resolved it, they didn't know how to go about doing a task that should have been more of a training opportunity for them. But our agent decided to go ahead and help them out with that task. That's great. You know, often I know we are brought into situations where a, a client may be evaluating various types of help desk um, and support options. Lynn, what are some of the things that they should, you know, look out for and ask and really evaluate to ensure that they're getting the right level of support that, that are that's going to meet their needs, not just now, but in, in the long term? I think one of the most important things is really understanding the level of support that's going to be provided. Is it really just tier one passcode reset type of support? Or is it going to be that more in-depth troubleshooting? Uh, that's very important. Also, understanding the help desk's ability to support multiple operating systems. And if, if the uh, team members really are true experts in those various technologies. Um, I think another thing would be really to understand what the skilling or the training that the help desk specialists have received or will receive. Um, and what certifications and uh, knowledge do they actually have? And then I think um, something that's going to be important to many people is, is it onshore support or is it offshore support? And what are the pros and cons of each of those? Because they are different. A couple other things that I can think of was the evaluating kind of the schedule of support that is needed. Um, does your particular company require 24 by 7 by 365 or some shorter hours of support? And then knowing whether the uh, people that are going to be supporting your account are dedicated to your account or are they shared amongst a lot of other companies. And probably the last something that's really pretty big is understanding what is the company's strategy or their roadmap and how support, um, do they have support as part of that strategy? Because I think sometimes they don't when they initially start out and they later realize how important having that support um, on their roadmap really is. That's really good advice and, and things that definitely should be considered. You guys know me pretty well. I am definitely technology challenged sometimes. I think, you know, I remember back to one of the most embarrassing help desk situations I ever had was I called a help desk and about my about my printer. And, uh, you know, I he was asking me all these questions and he actually ended up asking me if my printer was plugged in and I realized it wasn't. That was the only thing that was wrong with my printer. 
Oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. I I'm sure there are so many stories like that within the mock. Tiara, can you tell us a funny one that you've heard of or even or been part of? Oh man, we probably have several, but um, two come to mind. So there was this one time a train engineer called in because he didn't receive his hat when he got his uniform. And the agent was probably like, um, we support devices, sir, not your uniform. <laughs> um, another, there was this another another time when a student called in after troubleshooting. And after troubleshooting, they admitted that they didn't get, they didn't give us the correct name. So, you know, when we answer the call, we're supposed to ask, what's your name? What's your phone number? And he gave us the wrong name. <laughs> And admit it afterwards. <laughs> a little confession. I like that. Mm -hmm. So, Lynn, I think one of the most famous stories um, actually helped us get into education in a pretty big way. Can you share with our listeners that one? It did. Certainly uh, not what I would consider funny, but a call did come in uh, last year from an airline pilot. Um, and it is what originally, originally got us into the education business. Um, the pilot called in. And he had heard that uh, devices were needed uh, for students in his particular state. So um, he happened to be um, an end user for one of the companies that we support, called into the mock. Uh, we took the call, we directed the call to our sales team, and it all began. Um, and so now we have the ability to have an impact directly to student learning, which is a really awesome feeling. I love that story, and I think it is also a huge testament to the work that you guys do every day, that people are talking about your work and passing it on to other folks that's generating new business. So I, I, I just love that story, and I think it's really great. Okay, so Lynn, many companies have this internal debate over the pros and cons of keeping, you know, help desk internal to their operations or outsourcing and partnering with a provider like Stratix. What do you think causes some of that hesitation and you know what are the advantages of partnering and outsourcing to someone like Stratix? Sure. Well, why do they hesitate? Um, honestly, I think they hesitate because they think it's very easy and that they can just do it themselves and that their end user is not going to need much support. But in reality, um, yes, we may all have an iPhone or a tablet or something like that that we use for personal use, but when you're using something like that for the business, um, you may need support at times. And so I, I think it's pretty critical to, to put that on your roadmap. Um, some of those advantages is really that um, you're getting a team of experts in servicing mobile devices. Um, we here at Stratix, of course, are very specific to mobile, and we have that expertise. And we really differentiate ourselves by having detailed exper expertise by each customer's needs. Um, we rank real high in first call resolution as well as customer service. And so those are, those are huge pluses and advantages for them. Um, their company then can have very much uh, really overall lower costs. Um, if we're able to troubleshoot and solve their problems without them having to send them in and pay shipping and those types of things. So we, uh, as I said before, to keep the planes flying, the trucks moving, and those students learning. That's great. Really, really good insight, ladies. Um, I like to end the podcast with a series of rapid-fire questions that are a little fun, if uh, if you're willing to join in. Well, Definitely. I think so. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite thing about living in Atlanta? Tiara, why don't you start with that one? 
the weather. That's easy. <laughs> Coming from <laughs> New York where it's cold, definitely the weather, the warm weather. How about you, Lynn? Um, probably for me, it's uh, the ability to be closer to, uh, to my family, close to the mountains too, close to the beach, and really just the overall culture of Atlanta. You can find anything and everything in Atlanta. I agree. I agree. So what about books? What's the most recent book that you ladies have read? Well, I'll start um, as a team. Actually, we are uh, we are looking and reading through a book called Tribe of Mentors. Um, it's really about uh, some team development that we're doing internally, um, looking at various different mentors, including our own executives within our company, um, and learning from them. Um, for me. From a personal aspect, I actually just recently read um, a book called Small Great Things by Judy uh, Picoult, and it really helped me in the area of kind of expanding my cultural knowledge around race and prejudice. And so uh, I love to read, and that's two I'm working on. Very good. How about you, Tiara? Uh, well, like Lynn said, we are reading The Tribe of Mentors as a team. Um, and personally, I'm actually reading The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. That's really good. I definitely recommend it for everyone. Just learn how to connect with other people, whether it's family, romantic relationships, work relationships, everything. It's great. I love that book, too. <laughs> That's a good one as well. All right. The world is opening up again. If you could travel anywhere, where would it be? Well, I love to travel, and I feel like I've been pretty blessed to be able to, to do a lot of travel, but I have never been to Australia, so I would love to go there. Nice. I would say Rome for me. Definitely uh, one of my bucket list places to go to. Both very nice places indeed. Maybe you could, like, make it a double trip. You could go to Rome and then go on to Australia. There you go. Let's go, are. <laughs> so, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot, and uh, it, it's really an exciting topic to talk about our mobile operations center. So thank you for sharing your knowledge and insight with us. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. And listeners, I want to thank you as well for tuning in. If you liked what you heard and would like more information or just like to sign up for future episodes, please visit us at stratixwarp.com slash DIO to subscribe. We'd also love it if you would rate and leave a review for any podcast that you listen to. Your feedback means the world to us. Until next time, and as always, stay safe out there. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>